On today's episode of Let's Talk Dog Business, we thought we would go into the realm of mindset. Now, mindset is one of those, it's, it's a term, isn't it? It's one of those things that's just banded around and you're like, what the actual fudge is that? Like, what, yeah. what does it mean? What, yeah. what is mindset? What is it? And I was very much like that before I met you. It was something that I'd never really thought about. It was maybe a bit airy-fairy and a bit, do I really need that in my life? But I really need that in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's so interesting, isn't it? And I think it, it's one of these things that, again, it, in, in dog profession, and I don't see it in hugely in other industries either, but certainly in our world, I, I don't see anybody really talking about mindset. No. I, could be, I could be wrong, but it's definitely not very prevalent out there. No, I think big corporate companies are trying to include whether it's just a tick box exercise or whether they actually are concerned with how their employees because it's all to do with motivation isn't it yeah. if you're in the right mindset you're going to feel more motivated and be more productive and I guess it's like from a business point of view for them it could benefit them so I suppose they are starting to include it but I think if, if you're self-employed you're just thinking work, 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 get the money in. Yeah. You're not thinking like put any time aside for yourself, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And actually for me, mindset kind of covers that whole thing. Certainly again in our world of, do you even see yourself as a business owner? Yeah. Like that, that's a massive mindset shift because if you don't think you are a business owner, you're not gonna run a very successful business. And by successful, everybody's got their own definitions of what success means like I know I've banded around the fact that I'm striving to hit my six figures but ultimately that I know as soon as I hit six figures I'm not going to suddenly go oh yeah let's that's done I'm going to go on to the next thing because that's my personality but yeah it, it's that mindset of if I don't even run my business like a business how am I even going to bring in any money to just pay the bills and mm. it's it's, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? It's like you've still got to go out and transactions are taking place. And by transactions, I mean you've got to go out, find a client, get them to pay you and deliver the work. Yeah. And ultimately, that is a business. And if we don't start looking at how we run these businesses, then that, that's a massive mindset problem for me. Yeah. And ultimately, you're serving the clients, aren't you? So yeah. whether you call it... We've had this big debate about... Oh, sales go with this yeah. yeah, I think we should bring it up. I think we should because we've had this conversation. So when back when I was a frustrated uh, dog trainer with no time and, and just like with clients that I weren't satisfied by, I would have always called it a booking process and it's it's not a sale. Like in my head, I was like, no, a sale is next. <laughs> that's what a sale is no a sale is when you um you, yeah you buy something but that's not what i do because i don't sell a product or a service that is mm. like tangible like that i i'm delivering this awesome service to you know people and trying to help their dogs at the end of the day it's the dogs it's the dogs that's what i would always think so why would i call it a sale and you almost think by calling it a sale the dog becomes a commodity I think it conjures that up in a lot of people's heads, actually. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. I've, I've never, ever felt that way. Yeah, and I don't and now. It's only yeah. recently that I've changed that opinion. But I would say that I think a lot of dog, tra or dog professionals are with me on that, that they would think, oh, no, you can't call it a sale because that's, yeah, it devalues what you do if it's a sale. 
I feel like somebody new, actually not somebody, all of you who are listening to this, please can you reach out to us and tell me whether you think it's a sale or a booking process because we, we're not going to settle this argument. No. I think it's a sale still. But yeah. ultimately, it, it all comes back to that mindset, doesn't it? Like you are still selling a service, like you've said. You are still delivering that, that business arm where you, you have to start looking at yourself as a business owner. It's, and I appreciate, again, everyone's going to, probably be on different paths and some of it is it maybe is a hobby business for you where you're just doing it part-time it's certainly how I started it, yeah, I, I know a lot of people start like that and then you naturally kind of fall into it and then all of a sudden you're like oh crap I've now got to do set up a sole trader I've got to pay my tax I've got to do all this and nobody really knows what you're doing because nobody sits down and tells you how to do all of this stuff no, you figure it out along the way and if your mindset is poor enough that you you don't own that side of yourself then your business will be impacted and your business will be the dogs that you are serving yeah. because you will not be approaching the clients in the right way you will not be handling the clients in the right way and therefore you will not be able to deliver your awesome knowledge and service to the dogs yeah absolutely and that counts for a lot doesn't it and we, we were talking about how going in with a certain mindset to um, work with a client can really affect that session. Yeah. It can make or break it. Like yep. if you're, because you're going to get clients that are really demotivated and haven't had a good week and have really struggled depending on what the problem is. And any problem actually, it could be a puppy, it could be a reactive dog that's really hard to manage. But if they haven't done, uh, they haven't had a good week and you come in and you're kind of, you end up going down with them, like that isn't going to help them. They need the complete opposite, don't they? They need you to motivate them. They need you to bring them back up again to that level. But it can be so easy. Like if you're not, self-care is a thing that's banded around a lot yeah. as well, isn't it? But if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not, your head isn't right, you can easily be brought down and then you're not helping them at all. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, we, we've both had it, haven't we? You, you go into those client consult sessions, whatever you want to call them. It's a whole other conversation, oh, yeah. what we call we'll those. Come, <laughs> we'll come to that as well. Um, but yeah, if you walk in and you've either got a client that, I don't know, let's say, let's say they haven't done the tasks that you've set them. And come on, let's face it, how often does that happen? It happens a lot. It happens a lot. But if your mindset is one of frustration and it is, oh, for fuck's sake, like, I'm so pissed off at the fact that you have not done this and I have already gone through this with you. It's, for me, I've had to do a lot of work on that realisation that we see them, and this is where my math fails me a little bit, mm -hmm. so I'm going to go on an easy, easy one. <laughs> 10 hours a day, five days a week, there's your 50 hours. If you're only seeing them for one hour within that 50 hours, and there's obviously a hell of a lot more hours than that, how on earth are you supposed to get through everything you want to get through in that one session? Mm. And your mindset has to be able to understand what is going on with that whole big picture. They have lives outside of our sessions. They, their dogs have lives outside of our yeah. sessions. Their dogs do everything that they're going to be doing that we, we wouldn't necessarily advocate for or be suggesting that they do. But it's all happening. And if we haven't got that mindset to go, oh, I understand this and I can see it from the client's point of view and really get on the same approach or wavelength or again, whatever you want to call it, with that 
person, the, the human hen, hen, the human end <laughs> of the dog hen, um, then you're, you're just going to struggle and you're, you're going to be the one that walks away feeling shit. But also, don't you find, I find this happens quite often, that I feel like a therapist. God, yeah. And we end up sometimes not even talking about the dog on a session. Mm -hmm. We just talk about them and what's what's happened in the week why do you feel the way you feel what yep. can be done to change that and, and get you back on track so yep. that for me i end up like being called the dog therapist quite a lot and oh, it's yeah. nothing to do with the dog yeah yeah <laughs> definitely been a marriage counselor before yeah <laughs> you literally sat there and you're like right we're here for the dog and then you've just got a couple duo at the end of each sofa <laughs> and you're like right how do you feel about what's going on this week and it's definitely not about the dog no but you so again but this is where mindset it, it's a difficult one to try and narrow it down to really talk about it because i think it touches upon so many different aspects of everything well look how many things we've just talked yeah, about exactly in that one. it's really really difficult yeah. to just hone in on, it, on one it? thing because um, you know we, we, we're trying to get it across that we are real life trainers and behaviorists we have these businesses that we are running and these are the experiences that we are going through and um, we really just wanted to be open and honest and talk about everything because we just don't genuinely believe that it's talked about enough or it's done in such a way where it's not beneficial to anybody mm, yeah. so with that in mind then so for you then Vix what would you say your big tips on what you've done for yourself with with mindset um I suppose the biggest, like without mentioning money again, mm. I mean, that is a biggie yeah. and we will come back to that, but it's having like the boundaries because it, it can be so common and I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate to this, that we need to take the work. We need to take the work when it comes along and we need to just open ourselves up to everybody. And so by changing your boundaries by changing even small things like working hours like what are you prepared to work what does life in your ideal world what does that life look like yeah. what hours would you be working would you be working weekends would you be working evenings or would you just be sticking to a more of a nine-to-five type um, basis and the clients what do they look like do we ever just like we were talking about this earlier weren't we mm. do we have an avatar in our head about our client what do we want them to what do we want them to act like with us? How do we want them to interact with us? How do we want them to perform? How do we want them to act, interact with their dog? What yeah. sort of relationship do we want them to have with their dog? And what relationship don't we want them to have? So it's all these little factors for me that I've gone, do you know what? And we'll be coming back to niche, won't we? We'll be talking yeah. about niche on a later episode, but it comes almost back to niche a little bit of going, I need to, do what's right for me. And if that means that I don't take every client on anymore and I don't work every hour that is offered, you know, that most people offer, then I'm that's fine. That's what I'm happy with. And that makes my life more, um, it makes me more content in my work life balance. Yeah. Great. So those things for me are probably the biggest. Yeah. And do you know, I, I can completely resonate with, with that about, you do, you, you almost, subconsciously told aren't you in industry that you have to be working evening and weekends because everybody else works full-time and when you break it down logically it just makes no sense because if that was the case then all of these other professions that are out there you wouldn't have anything open during Monday through Friday nine till five would you 
No, nothing could be open. But for some reason, we tell ourselves, oh, because it's a dog, people's expectations of having a dog, they will do it outside of their work hours. And if anything, we all prove, and I'm pretty certain all of you listening, will have proved this to some extent, you will have clients that you are seeing during the week, during daytime hours. That's not evenings. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not weekends. So they are there, but it's the story we tell ourselves to go, oh, but we have to, we have to do it. We have to be able to offer that evening and weekend one. Yeah. We need to accommodate everybody. Yeah. And in all honesty, for me, I think when I had an, an open diary, when you, you know, you kind of first start out, and again, that mindset of, oh my God, I actually just need some money coming in. I, I literally just need to take anything. I'll, I'll be at your beck and call. I will do all of it. You, you tell me what you need, I will do it. <laughs> I'm yeah. there. Because you're in that scarcity mindset of, oh my God, I, I, I need some cash in and yeah. I need to prove that I can make this work. But then for me, when the kids came along and when I was, you know, even through pregnancy, I was like, I can't physically do any of that. Like I'm physically exhausted and now I have another human being to look after. I can't do all of those hours. And guess what? My business did not plummet. If anything, it skyrocketed because I started to put some of those boundaries in. And it just makes you realize and think, why? <laughs> why did we not do this from the start? It's almost like we, we tell ourselves again that, that story of, well, I'll, I'll do that for a certain period of time. And then once it's all up and running, then I'll put the boundaries in. But it's actually really difficult to do it that way. Yeah, it is. Because again, you've got lots of growth work to do on what you've previously done before is like wired into your brain. Yeah. And you've got to, like when you're working with dogs, you've got to rewire your own brain mm -hmm. to train yourself to do something new. And that's really hard. And especially if you've got clients like, like Joe and I have clients that are very long term, aren't they? Yeah. So this is another thing we'll be talking to you guys about, about um, retaining loyal clients and how you can keep yeah keep clients rather than trying to find new ones constantly as well so you and i have a long-term clients don't we we have a lot of clients that that we have on a long-term basis and so e an easy trap to fall into would be that you take someone on that can only work weekends and evenings because that's what you took it on you went mm. no it's all right I don't normally work those hours but I will to accommodate you and it's just that one person and then it ends up being another one and another one and then if you've got them for a long period of time which we invariably do mm -hmm. you're then stuck with that and you're like oh actually yeah. I wish I'd never said yes to this now because I've got them for like six months to a year yeah. of, of working myself around these evenings and weekends that I don't want to work actually anymore but you're kind of in it and you're deep and you feel like you then can't dig yourself out the hole again so that's that's something that even though mindset my mindset has completely changed on a lot of things I feel like 2024 needs to bring a bit more of those boundaries into play with working hours yeah for me and, yeah, and Christmas time off and things like that you know having holidays off mm -hmm. I, I again with a self-employed when you're self-employed you don't you don't have your little calendar of your day, your 20 days holiday, like you do mm -hmm. in an office environment, do yeah. you? So you just end up going, oh no, I'll keep working, I'll keep working. And that's how it easily can come into like burnout. Can't God, it? Yeah. And I, th I think for me, that's something I've, 
I don't even know how it started being completely honest, but I've been doing it for several years now where I, I block book, my like my diary is full until next year. And that's not full with work appointments. That's full with the time I need off. So I've mentioned that I've got two young kids, they're two and four. They, they have the, the term times with, with holidays off. And because there's no childcare open during that time, or the, the childcare providers, I should say, that we choose to use, they close during those periods of time. So we have to make sure that the six weeks holiday is taken care of. And for me, I make sure I, I try and have those six weeks off. And if, if even I'd had that conversation with myself several years ago, like, six weeks off, you have no half. <laughs> like, well, no, actually, and it works beautifully. And I will schedule all of those periods of time off and make sure that everything is worked around it. But that's that mindset, again, that I need to just manage my diary because I don't want to be in burnout. I've never been in burnout from doing my dog work, but I was in burnout with corporate. I was doing 80 hour weeks, nine times out of 10. And I've done that for the best part of 15 years. So I roll reversed it and went, nope, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. And I need to manage that diary more. Certainly having kids made a huge difference for me managing that diary. Yeah, it's non-negotiable. It's, not, yeah, it's forced it is. It's exactly that. And then yeah. even when I signed up to, to university, like they, they set the days. So they were like two, three days a week, you need to be in class. You were doing lectures. So I was like, okay, fine. There's three days there that I can't work because I've got to do this. Mm. So already that was blocked out of my diary. And then I could no longer work evenings because my husband was working a night shift when the kids were young. So for the last four years, I've not been able to work in the evening because there's nobody there to look after the kids. But I'm still <laughs> doing 90K a year, which I don't think is too shabby mm. for not working all the hours we think we need to be doing. Yeah. But it is, it's that, I hate, I hate the term, but I think it's important to, to go into it. So. It, yeah, just again, like mindset, it just makes no sense to see. It's like, what is it? It's yeah, how you yeah. set your mind. It's a real broad term for so many things like we've already said today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's, it's that realisation that if you don't even look at this subject in whichever shape or form, you will impact your life. So not your business, your life, because whatever the story you tell yourself will play out in front of you. And we talk about all the time about how when you surround yourself with the right people. I was just about to say that. Good yeah. things are always going to happen. Yeah. And they do happen to us, don't they? Yeah. Whenever we're around yeah. amazing people, we yeah. have great things that happen off the back of it because we're in that positive mindset and we attract yeah. that positivity. Yeah. And, and, and it might sound a bit woo-woo, but I strongly believe in it. Yeah. Manifestations and, yep. you know, I've got quite into those. And I really, f I feel that they do make a huge difference. They're scientifically proven to make a difference as yeah. well. So I think if you, if you don't have that belief in it, maybe just look into it a little bit. And we are going to, again, we're going to go into this. We've got so many good episodes lined up for you, haven't yeah, we? It's a ridiculous amount to talk about. I know. <laughs> How are we going to fit in? Well, good job you've got us for a long time, because <laughs> we will fit it all in eventually. But yeah, it is. It's that. Uh, yeah, manifestations are a big one. I've started listening to loads of different podcasts on that just in itself, and it really sets me up for the day. But again, I, would, I didn't always do that. So these are the things that 
you can't necessarily just go straight into it. Like it's not about standing in front of a mirror and giving yourself affirmations no. every day. That's no. not going to change anything really. No. And that works for some people. Yeah. But it doesn't for others. No, no. But it, it's the part of that bigger picture, isn't it? It's like mm. you, you can't just go and implement that one thing. It needs to A, be consistent. Like we always say with, certainly in our training businesses, it's like consistency is key. Mm. Keep doing it. It'll come. Keep doing it. It'll get better. But you have to, you have to look within yourself and go, what do I actually want? And I think that that's another big thing, which it, it kind of could come under something other than mindset. But at the same time, I think mindset's such a broad umbrella. Designing that business that you want, or if you're not comfortable with the term of owning a business, designing this, this dog work that you do around the life that you want. Yeah, but Joe, that's so selfish. How could you ever just do that for yourself? Why not? You well, get one life. The poor dogs and the poor clients, oh, yeah. they're not gonna get the best deal, are they? Or are they? Of course they are, because they're gonna get the best version of me. If I'm going to a client and I'm pissed off and I'm tired, which is easily done in my house, like I say, the two toddlers, it, it, mm. <laughs> you could easily go out and be absolutely battered and not deliver your best service and just be pissed off that they haven't done, they being the client, that they haven't done anything that you've asked mm. them to do. But again, you've got to understand from their side of it. And I've, I'm a massive believer in self-reflection. So if I see that something's not working, I will take that on myself, which arguably you could say is another burden. But for me, it just makes me feel better about, okay, what can I learn about myself and how can I make it so that that client understands what they need to be doing more because clearly the way that I've communicated it just hasn't hasn't hit home with them mm. it's just not landed and that's not on them that's on me yeah so it's that mindset again of how can I better myself to be able to deliver a better service so that the dogs do actually benefit because yeah I could go in you know if I really wanted to I could be charging 30 quid an hour going out, trying and getting as many people in as I can, just seeing them for ad hoc, one-off sessions, or they decide, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, why, why do we want why? them to decide? Can you imagine, honestly, like going to, I don't know, the, the doctors or the dentist or something, and then me going like, oh, can I, uh, I know that tooth needs to come out, but just, just, just leave it in. Just, just leave it. Or, or <laughs> just can you just anything. half fill it rather yeah. than fill all of it? Yeah, just, just chip a <laughs> tiny bit away. But I'm telling you how to do your job. Why do we do it? I ju I ju it baffles me. I, I really don't understand. My husband's a mechanic and it would be like someone saying, well, he does get this sometimes actually, but if you need four tyres, just put one on. Yeah. And be like, well, that's not very safe. That's not... Mm you know, it needs four. Uh, yeah. The other three are on cords. Oh, well, just do the one. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't. Well, most people wouldn't. Some people do, but s most people would go, do you know what? From a safety point of view, you're the expert, you're the professional, mm -hmm. I'll go with what you say. Yeah. But in this industry, there just seems to be that sort of, I don't know what it is, really. It's, it's like we are... And, and this is going to sound really defeatist, and I don't mean it like that, but almost like dictated to. Yeah. And and we're walks all over, and, and it's allowed, mm -hmm. and, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be allowed. And again, I don't mean this to sound like in terms of clients doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing, but 
if we allow them to do it, they're going to do it, aren't they? Yeah, of course they are. So if it's you down go to in us, and give, isn't it? Yeah, if you go in and give anybody a choice on anything, then they... Well, A, funnily enough, a lot of clients do not like having to make that decision. No. Which no, is another don't. mindset thing. We yeah. think that they need to be the ones making the decision. Whereas actually they're going, you're the professional, I need help. I really need for you to guide me on what needs to happen. And don't you think when we, because we come at it from that approach, but don't you think it's such a different, a refreshing probably approach for a lot of people? And they're just, whether they've never had a dog before and it's a brand new experience, which often it is, or whether they have had somebody help them before and this is just a totally fresh approach, they're like, Oh, okay, yeah, and and that that whole thing of you, you could yeah. So as a as a human being, we would choose the cheapest and fastest option, wouldn't we? Generally, but if that cheap and fast option isn't going to solve their problem, yeah, it's pointless. No. It may as well not exist. Yeah. So, you know, we should be the ones to say, actually, you've got a dog with a deep rooted problem that needs a lot of behaviour change. One session isn't going to cut it, I'm afraid. And we should have that confidence in ourselves to be able to say that. Why are we frightened to say what? What is it about don't know. this I, that I makes it really know. hard for people to do it? I'm not even sure if it boils down to that imposter syndrome, you know. Maybe. I yeah. just, I, I honestly don't know. I, I, possibly, like you say, whether it's a, it's a knowledge thing. But if that was the case, then again, I, I know a lot of trainers and behaviourists out there focusing on that particular profession who invest so much in their CPD and they've never seen a client for fear of getting it wrong. Yeah. I'm like, you probably know more than anybody, but you're not doing it. But then it comes down to that theoretical versus practical. If they're not getting the practical experience, and, and when I say practical, I don't just mean hands-on with the dog, because as we know, as a dog professional, yeah. well, depending on what field, if you're a dog groomer, you've got your hands on the dog a lot, haven't you? But if you're not, you, it's about that client relationship and that communication and language which we'll, we'll come to. But yeah, if, if you can't, you can't apply it, yeah. there's no point, is there? Like, you know. You know, you've got to be able to do both. Yeah, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me again that we would be dictated to by, by people who, d who don't know what they're doing, i.e. the clients, to say, well, this is what I need for my dog. I'm like, but no, <laughs> just, yeah. just, just no, <laughs> don't, <laughs> absolutely not. So sorry, move along. Yeah. Um, but, but actually then, you know, coming back to that avatar of the ideal client, if you have somebody that puts those kind of blockers in and says, oh, actually you are too expensive and I only think I need this. Okay, that's fine. Like if that's what they think and there's yeah. no, you know, you don't want to battle with people, do you? Like the worst thing oh, you could no. do is just kind of argue with somebody because it's just going to, yeah. it's not going to have the result that you want anyway and it's just going to get their backs up. So you kind of sometimes just have to go, do you know I'm out? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't want to see it from our point of view, then we're not a good fit for each other anyway. Yeah, love that phrase. Oh, it's a great phrase. phrase ever. But again, it, it is, isn't it? It's like, well, if you don't know, who you're, and, and I'm conscious we've been saying avatar, and if that's not clear, it, it's identifying who it is you want to be working with. So, and it, sometimes it may not come as, as easy as to say, oh, you know, like in marketing terms where they go, oh, I want to target this particular person between this particular age range, and they shop at this store and all of that. It's like, no, I mean, 
yes, that's important to a degree, but not not those specifics are yeah, that important. Are they? I've managed to do it rightly or wrongly without doing all of that stuff. Yeah. But I have been able to identify the the type of personalities I like working with, and it's really hard to articulate it sometimes because you know when you just get a gut feel for someone. Yeah. Um, but don't you think it's also the way they talk about their dog and the yeah. problem? If they talk about their dog with compassion mm-hmm. and like at coming at it from the dog's point of view, I totally, I'm in straight away. Like yeah. if they're putting the dog, not necessarily putting the dog first, because a lot of a lot of clients don't do that. They do in the end once they've worked with us. But it's that if they can see it from the dog's pain as well as their own, mm-hmm. for me, that's that's yes, yes, yes. I want to work with you. Yeah, uh, and that's it, isn't it? It's like you've got to you've got to understand how yourself. How do you work? Who do you work best with? How are you going to get those best results? How are you going to be able to service that that client and serve them with the highest of values and the highest quality? Who who do you want to be working with? But also, it's rapport, isn't it? Like yeah. if you've got someone who's polar opposite to you and doesn't have your same beliefs and values, mm-hmm. it's it's this po- constant battle of well of personality types, isn't it? Yeah. As well, and if you don't have anything relatable, you're never going to get those messages across because there's so much in that, isn't there? With yeah. You know, again, we, we make friends with our clients, don't we? Like, mm-hmm. I know you've got a few sort of clients that you actually would class as like close friends. And yeah. you, you've been to weddings. Been to weddings. And we stuff. go out and have a few drinks. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that, how many people can say that about, you know, A, do they want to actually spend any time away from work with them? But B, like, to have that kind of relationship that's built up through work, yeah. that they feel they can call someone a friend and be invited to their wedding. Like, it's, they just don't hear about it that much, do you? So, no. And whether or not it's happening and nobody is talking about Possibly. it, I, I, I don't Possibly. know. I would love it, actually, from from an industry point of view. Again, you only have to go on social medias and any dog group. Yes, OK, there are the ones that are a little bit uplifting. But if I'm being honest, I, I don't see it. No, I don't either. <laughs> I've I mean, been like... trying to be a bit vanilla and going, there is some out there. And if there is... You're not speaking loud enough because I don't see it. No, I don't see it. And I feel dragged down with them when yeah. I read these social media yeah. posts. To the point, I actually came out of everything and I stopped going on social media for a while. And in some way, it affected my business because my mindset was poor. I was like, oh, God, I almost just want to isolate myself from every everyone and everything. Which is what you don't want to do as well, because we've seen it out there that people feel isolated doing these oh, dog we hear businesses it loads, as well. Oh, we don't we? People are lonely. People need social interaction. Yeah. And and for like again, coming back to the client thing, I get my social interaction yeah, from my me. clients. Like yeah. I might work alone, but you know, during the day I might see four or five clients, and I, I have a great time with them, as well yeah. as helping them and educating with their dog, and and you know the outcomes exactly what we we're kind of aiming to we have a great time doing it as well yeah i love it we'll randomly went on a um a little coffee morning the other week i had i had clay with me my eldest i was like Do you know what, i'll go for a coffee and i just put in our group chat to all the clients who fancies joining us for a coffee we had like five or six people rock up it was great so i get my social okay. buzz from that yeah but and, and they do from each other as well yes because we'll talk about community as well won't we about not only community for business owners, yeah. you know, dog professionals, but the clients having a community. And, you know, I know a lot of listeners will have group training mm. and, 
and we'll talk about our kind of group training, but you don't really ever get the chance to build up those networks and bonds, do you? I don't think as much no. as you could. And so we'll give some sort of tips of what, what we do to try and encourage that kind of collaboration within the clients as well. Because that's really yeah. important because look at all these dog problems you have. Everyone feels isolated and on mm -hmm. their own with their problem. Yeah. But when you bring people together with the similar issues, it yeah. makes a huge difference, doesn't it? On their outlook and their mindset yeah. and all of that that we've just been talking about, about us, us lot. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Didn't really, you kind of forget about the client's mindset on it all, don't yeah. you? Yeah. But yeah, it's so, it's so important because you, you are the the little fiddler <laughs> orchestrating what's the, going the on. Mediator the mediator. The mediator, yeah. You, you have that ability to impact their day negatively as well as positively. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're in that, that crappy mindset, then it's just, it's never going to work. And then if you're, if you're surrounding yourself with negative mindsets and all of the negativity we see on social media, how, how are you ever supposed to feel uplifted from that? Yeah, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? You need to be very strong to, yeah. to be uplifted from yeah. all of that. And you? I like to think that I'm quite a strong, resilient person, but it gets me down. Like, as soon as I look at it, I'm like, oh, I literally, it's as if someone's like, I'm not exactly the tallest anyway, but I'd feel like I'm pushing shrinking you even down. more. I'm pushing like, you down. Literally got nothing left to give. Yeah. So I, I've taken that and then go, right, do you know what? I'm either going to create something or I'm going to go and find something that is a lot more positive. And currently that's in other industries. And that doesn't mean I'm working in other industries, it means I'm surrounding myself with other industries because, or other people that want to do better and be better and stop all this bitching and moaning and let's just go out and do something. Yeah, because we're not the only industry that has this. No. In fact, the more time we spend with business owners from other industries we realise that yeah. it's a quite a common thing isn't yeah. it? Yeah it's everywhere so we are not on our own fellow dog people out there everybody is feeling like it and we just need to make a shift now to actually really concentrate on the fact that we are business owners we can be awesome business owners we can be the baddest of badasses of business owners and your badass business could look anything like whatever it is you want it to look like it could be 20, 30k salary where you're only working three days a week, five hours a day. If that's what you want, go and get it. You can have it. You can have it. I'm telling you, you can go and have it. If you want a 100k business or half a million pound business, only working four days a week or working seven days a week, guess what? Go and get it. You can do it. You can have you can it. it. You can have it. You have to tell yourself a different story. Start telling yourself a different story. Start telling yourself what it is you want your life to look like. Or I had to do an exercise the other week actually of there's this awful app out there where you can age yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I dare do it. <laughs> it's absolutely horrendous. So you take a picture of yourself and it ages you. And then imagine that that person, so you in your years to come, is then telling yourself that you're living the same life you are now. And would you be happy with that? Some people would. I know what. Absolutely, a lot of people like, would. If you're happy with that, that's fine. fine as like well. literally, yeah. that's absolutely fine. It is not about this. This whole like everybody has to be successful. Success is again a mindset thing yeah. of just whatever success looks like to you. I know people that are genuinely happy in a nine to five corporate job, 
taking home some money and the bills are paid and they get to have the weekend going out either with family or friends and they're good with that. that and that's, that's fine. But there is more to it and you can absolutely have all of that stuff. You just have to really start thinking, what do I want? Yeah, and if you're looking for the ideal client, you want to make the ideal life for you by yeah. doing that. Yeah. And it's that balance, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not selfish to put yourself no. But I think it first. very much is, that's how it comes across, is that people would think that they're selfish for doing that. And I've got to admit, a few years ago, I'd have probably felt the same way. Mm. So I'm totally with everyone that thinks that that's the case. But again, the more you work on yourself and you grow your beliefs and things and you open out to these different possibilities it changes hugely yeah. and it is like a massive weight gets lifted off your shoulders and you're like oh my gosh why didn't <laughs> I do this earlier <laughs> all the possibilities that there are that I, I missed yeah. really at the time so yeah. but you know I don't regret anything I did that for a reason and now I'm doing this for a yeah that's it a you don't reason. know what you don't know yeah so you have to go out and go what do I want how can I make things better, whatever better looks like, whether that is a better work-life balance, whether that's more money, whether that's better clients, start telling yourself the story that that you want and start seeing that play out in front of you because that is going to have a massive difference without you actually having to do much practical implementation. Yeah. But it's harder than the practical implementation. It's a scary, it's a scary thing. Yeah. If you're doing it on your own, it's a really scary yeah. thing. It sounds easy, imagine. doesn't it? It's like, oh, go away and just tell yourself a different story. That's, oh. That seems easier than going away and doing all this marketing and talking to people and having a sales slash booking process. <laughs> um, <laughs> all, all of this stuff. But actually, the mindset is the hardest thing to change because you could do all of the practical things. Like We can give you the skills and the tools to be able to grow a business market to your people, do social, like we, we can give you all of that. But if that's met with a mindset that doesn't allow for that type of growth, because it is growth, yeah. then it's never going to work anyway. So you yeah. can keep investing time and time again in all of this, all of these courses, all of these things that I tell you that you're going to have a better business. But if your mindset's not right, it's, it's never going to work. No, and it fluctuates, doesn't it? So even though you might be feeling positive about things one week, because it's a journey and because you might only be on th at the beginning of that journey, you might think, oh, cool, I'm fixed. Like, yay, I can do all this stuff. And then something just, you, you come across something that's like a blocker in the road, your instinct kicks in of going, oh my gosh, this is too much. I can't, I can't do all this. I'm too exposed and you shrink back to what you know. Because human nature says we yeah. keep ourselves safe like dogs do. Yeah. So we're gonna go to do the thing that works and it's the default and it's hardwired and it's safe. Yeah. And so I know from personal experience that that's why the journey, so when you work with somebody helping you with these kind of issues, you, you kind of think, oh, like three months, that should do it. And it's way more than that. It can take up to six months a year, yeah. can't it? Depending on how deep-rooted those issues are with you mm -hmm. and, and kind of personally mm -hmm. embedded into you, it can take a really, really long time. And I mm -hmm. was shocked how long it took for me. And I think I'm quite a strong person and quite um, a driven person. Like, even though I did a lot of the traditional things that a lot of trainers do and offered, 
I always wanted to make things better and I always wanted to change things and I was never just complacent with what I was doing and would go, oh, I reckon I could do that actually. That would make that better and that would be a better service for my clients. And so I always had that, but I just didn't go big enough. I didn't sort of take it far enough. So I thought I was already quite an open-minded person, but yeah, imagine somebody who's not, doesn't think like that at all, how much work there is to be done. No. It's really, really difficult, isn't it? Mm. Really difficult. Wow, great conversation. Yeah. That's good. So if you enjoyed listening to our podcast today on mindset and would like to find out a little bit more, then follow the links to social media in the show notes. 